Hey everyone, thanks for listening to the Down Ballot Podcast. The show's live on Twitch. Check out twitch.tv slash echoplexmedia. We're live basically seven nights a week there. It's a lot of fun, and I hope you join the now space. Also join our Discord at discord.me slash echoplex. Enjoy the show. At some point we are going to have to do a whole show about how good this show sounds. Welcome to Down Ballot. We do this show live every Tuesday from 7.30 till, I don't know, 8.30, 8.45, something like that. What's up, Councilman? Not a mucho, Producer Dave. Um, just chilling here, strolling around the internet, looking for results from the Shasta County recall election. Oh, it's going to be a fun night. Word on the street is that the results start coming in around 8. Oh, excellent. So uh, I guess it's when the polls close. Um, and they said that a lot of the vote is in already via mail, uh, a majority of it, a big majority of it. So we should have a pretty good idea around eight o'clock if they've counted most of those votes already, what the result might be. Uh, but I'm, do I'm doing pretty well over here in Never Never Land, a.k.a. the South Bay. 
of uh, California, South San Francisco Bay Area. Um, the, the good wife and I are just trying to mosey on through life and not get into too much trouble, get thrown into jail. Um, if you're looking for me anywhere, if you're looking for my saltiness, you can find me at, at T-H-E underscore councilman on Twitter. Um, and of course, you can check out ecoplexmedia.com for all the info about all of our streams, all of the ways you can give us your show bucks, all the ways you can subscribe and watch and listen to our shows. Uh, we really thank you for watching live. We love everyone in the chat. Thanks so much for being here on Twitch. Um, and then if you uh, are downloading this podcast, we thank you as well. Please share with your friends and uh, let them know if they're into local derp and local politics. This is the place. There is no other show. I guarantee you there's no other podcast that does local politics and local policy like we do. Some of the uh, the news networks and the you know they, they do their thing, but no one's going to go where we go. So uh, we, we really try to dig deep and uh and get into the underbelly of what's really going on out there so uh thank you for joining us as always yep and uh um just <clears throat> echoplexmedia.com slash swag buy some fucking t-shirts or something everybody seriously excellent shall we jump right into it yeah <clears throat> took me a while to get this to play because local news uh local news websites are not known for their compatibility with different <laughs> browsers um but this right. is about uh this is about the recall that we were just talking about there's this looks like there's some man on the street type interviews about the recall election up in Shasta County. Let it roll. Election for Shasta County Supervisor Leonard Modi is only two days away. Action News Now reporter Jordan Henry went to District 2 and spoke to voters on how they are feeling about the election. Some people I spoke to in District 2 tell me they've already came to the Shasta County Clerk and Elections Office to cast their ballots. And now they're just waiting in anticipation for what the results might be. Jill Haskett and her husband live in Leonard Modi's district. They already voted against the recall. We are not big fans of the recall. It's it's not really, in my opinion, the best use of county funds. And the work Leonard Modi does is really, really good work. He's um, been a crusader for this county for many, many years. But their neighbor, Harry Garcia, doesn't share their opinion. I feel that uh, Modi does not uh, support the people in this uh, community. He, uh, he's for special interests. He's just not a nice person. And what I've uh, <clears throat> experienced from him is he has an arrogant attitude. The Haskins say they're confident Modi will stay in his seat. He needs to just stay there, keep doing what he's doing for us, keep working hard for us instead of resetting the board. He thinks that uh, he can do whatever he wants and he gets away with it, and he has. As for Modi, he's still good about the election. I feel very positive about that. I think the more people that come out, the, the better it is for, um, for me. I got a picture of him from like the 80s, Seared's Portrait Studio. Support me and push back. Just pivot ahead 33 degrees. Extremists who are trying to disrupt our community. For those who live in District 2 and are eligible to vote, the Shasta County Clerk and Elections Office will be open tomorrow and also on Election Day for any last-minute voters. In Reading, Jordan Henry, Action News Now, coverage you can count on. Thank you, Jordan. St. Jude uh, is fighting. Oh, hello. Uh, I absolutely have that photo, by the way, of myself, uh, the portrait with the slight pivot and sort of like, no, not this, but, you know, definitely like with the soft focus. I'll send it to you um, if you promise to share it with everyone. Just share it with everyone. Everyone. <laughs> yes. No matter who I meet. On the internet. Because <clears throat> this is the councilman. He's my son. It's on the internet. You can, you can probably find it if you search like Peter Allen. Or on the internet, you know, you'll find it. Oh, you have to block that out on the on the podcast version, I suppose. I just dox myself. Um, anyway, uh, so moving right along, uh, this is going to be a really interesting uh, result, I think. I, I I don't really care for Mr. Modi's no recall signs. Um, they look ugly. It, yeah, it's just like no recall. How hard is that? No recall. Very very simple. Um, no, like I stand with Modi. Like it's, it's you're mixing messages, right? Right. Because there's going to be plenty of people out there who oppose the recall just because they were opposed to recalls in general, right? And they just don't like the waste and, and the time, and they don't want people bothering them about this shit. So they're going to vote no because of that. Not necessarily because they love this Modi guy. And it sounds like he's got some problems. He's down with the special interests, and he only cares about himself. And he, you know, <laughs> he he's a bad guy. He's just a bad guy, a bad person. I love that. I, that's the best hit piece ever. He's a bad person. <laughs> Don't he's vote arrogant. for him. He's arrogant. Um, anyway, uh, so uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see. We'll see what happens in about oh twenty minutes or so. Um, 
live here on the air possibly so uh everyone watching live not only did you you know learn a little bit about the councilman tonight um you're also going to get to hear some, some live election results so probably during recall watch probably so we're gonna you move on to saying? winners um, and we're gonna move on to winners and losers the thing about this is there are no winners and on the off chance that somebody does win it's just usually not who the fuck you're rooting for and it has been two years since the first covid case was detected in santa clara county so let's see how the news covers this i know sometimes it feels like a decade but it's been exactly two years that's when we learned for the first time that this new highly contagious deadly virus was in the south bay you may not remember that first news conference but one woman remembers it vividly santa clara county public health officer dr sarah cody because she was the one delivering that news here's nbc barriers robert honda who was there two years ago and, and today at a news conference marking that grim anniversary. It was hard to tell whether the people here at the Santa Clara County Fairgrounds thought the two years had passed quickly or dragged on. One thing for sure, they all said COVID changed their lives. Brian O'Daffer came in for his second vaccination today. He remembers vividly first hearing about COVID and never thought it would lead to vaccine shots. I wasn't terribly worried about it. I was like, okay, you know, virus, that happens yeah, on planet Earth with humans, it, that stuff spreads. But Rosa Bonwell says hearing about COVID in the South Bay frightened her. I was really um, concerned because obviously um, we didn't know anything about it and all we knew it was that it's spreading really, really fast. Public health officer Dr. Sarah Cody became a national figure for her quick response to the virus arriving in San Jose two years ago. She saw that single case turn into 275,000 local cases and 2,000 deaths and watched as the COVID virus kept mutating. But Dr. Cody said she is glad today to be able to say the COVID rate has been dropping and is grateful for the vaccines that were developed. We knew so little. We knew so little. And I hope that we communicated effectively and truthfully what we knew and what we didn't know. I feel pretty good um, about how we have adhered to those, those values during the pandemic. Despite the advancements in vaccines and testing, people we talked to getting vaccinated or boosted today have mixed feelings about what's coming next. I think it'll be gone in two years. To be honest, I feel like this is going to be our new life. Dr. Cody says realistically in the months and years to come, we will see basically peaks and valleys. We won't know when those peaks will occur or how different they'll be, only that they will come. In San Jose, Robert Honda, NBC Bay Area News. Okay. There you go. <coughs> I think this will be our life. Your thoughts, Producer Dave? She didn't seem very hopeful, did she? No, not really. But I mean, there's at this point, I mean, not not that there's not a reason to hope for other things, right? But in in the context of the coronavirus, you know, hoping that things change from this sort of annual flux like we're having now, which is frankly what we have with the flu. Um, only this thing is a little more virulent than the average flu um, and much more contagious. Um, you know, it, it's something where once we get to the endemic phase, right, we'll just be yeah, we, we will be living with it because we'll never get to 100% vaccination, um, no matter how hard we try. And it, it'll always have a chance to be out there mutating. Um, like, like, I wonder if that unhopeful gal would like to host a podcast. She seems like she seems like she'd fit in real good around here. <laughs> right. You got like, an opening? Like, yeah, no, we're fucked. Right? <laughs> no, we're fucked, everybody. <laughs> well, if you're out there, young lady, if you want to come on uh, this podcast, we, we would welcome you. We always welcome new perspectives. So um, uh, maybe we can have a contest for uh, who would, who, you know, join us on Down Ballot. On the Down Ballot panel. Well, um, yeah, so uh, again, all that being said, have some hopefulness, wear a mask, get vaxxed, pants are optional. Yeah, do what um, you can. Do what you can when you can. So this next story, producer Dave, I, I haven't watched. I will admit, um, all I saw was the headline, and I just figured it had to be good for this show. Yeah, it had to go into winners and losers. It looks like a <clears throat> flagpole has sparked a dispute between a uh, San Francisco and some homeowner. Uh, first of all, <laughs> just first of all, there's no one to root for here because if you can actually afford a home in San Francisco, you can go fuck yourself, especially one with a flagpole. 
symbol of national pride has been a landmark in a San Francisco neighborhood for decades. No, it's now, just a flag. The city says it has to move. The city says the flagpole is in the way of street improvements it needs to make. KTV's Rob Ross spoke with the homeowner who is now trying to fight the city over this pole problem. For generations, <laughs> this flagpole has been standing tall on Kirkham Avenue in San Francisco, not far from Ocean Beach. We like this flagpole as part of the reason we bought the home. And homeowner Peter Stern says his two-year-old daughter likes it too. She often helps him raise the flag each day. She runs down the street, you know, and sees the flagpole, kind of symbolizes where the house is, you know, there's home, Dada. Neighbors also seem on board with it. I love seeing the flag. We moved here from France and my daughter, that's how she learned what the American flag was. But the problem is the city doesn't want the flagpole, at least not there. The Department of Public Works left this notice at the home saying it has to be removed or that he needs to apply for a permit, but the notice doesn't say why. A bit frustrated, so, um, so I called the news. The, the inspector here on file and try to get a little bit more information. The homeowner says he's tried calling and emailing the public works department, but so far no one has gotten back to it. <laughs> Everyone got fired. So we placed a call. A spokeswoman for the department told us the city is making improvements to the sidewalks for people with disabilities and the flagpole oh. is in the way. And that if the homeowner wants to keep it, he can apply for a permit to move it someplace else. The city says the pole is on public property. The homeowner argues it's on his property. We'll fight to keep the flagpole. My wife and I both work full time. We got two little kids. We're busy. It's just another kind of a headache of... Can I just get to the get to the answers and figure out what I got to do to keep the flagpole? The notice says he has 30 days to figure it out. It's unique, right? Something there's, there's a fight to keep kind of the heritage of San Francisco here and keep some of these historic homes the way they are. And to us, that's kind of historic. The Department of Public Works said Friday it is willing to work with the homeowner uh, in San Francisco. Rob Roth, KTVU, Fox 2 News. That's stupid. Yeah, I'll fast forward to the the end of this story. The whoever the supervisor is for that district is Eric Marr, whoever I, I don't know who it is, but they're gonna help this guy or his family like move the flagpole to somewhere else on his property, right? And pay for help the city have the city pay for it. Um, but yeah, it's on it is on public property. I'm sorry, like <laughs> it's the sidewalk. It's not it's not your property. Um, but you know, I'm sure they'll figure some solution out. I just love this, you know. Um, uh, you know, no one in public, no one in public works returned my call. No one left at public works anyway. They all got fired because of the uh, the corruption scandal that we've right. been covering here on Down Ballot. Should have been watching Down Ballot like last year. Come on, right? You know, you'd have to go down there and like find someone who's working, like to find the clerk or whoever. Um, but yeah, some a supervisor is going to see this on the news or an elected official of some level, and they're going to get some shit done for this this guy. Um, you know, this nice white family in in Ocean Beach. Um, because it's the right thing to do, and because these guys will just keep calling the news um, instead of calling, you know, the city. Um, so well, he gave we'll, away we'll the see. game that him and his wife are at work all day, so the city can just come out at like you know one in the afternoon and just take the fucking flag down while they're at work. Right? They can. I think the notice said pretty much after thirty days or whatever they can just do that anyway. So um, yeah, unless he, you know, who knows if he's just going to be stubborn and not really try and get something done, but. Would take I, that's what I would recommend to this this homeowner. Take it to your supervisor. I don't know who it is. Hopefully you know. Um, but take it to your supervisor and they'll they'll get it fixed for you. Um, all right. Well, moving right along. Um, so, this 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 headline also caught my eye. Um, someone done blown themselves up in Antioch, producer Dave. This is the most Antioch thing I've ever heard. All right, here we go. Somebody blew themselves up in Antioch. Um, we'll, we'll find out from the local news maybe why. I'm Greg Lee. The FBI, the ATF, the Walnut Creek Police Bomb Squad, just a few of the many law enforcement agencies called to help investigate that scene in Antioch. It forced the cancellation of classes in a shelter-in-place order for nearby homes. Our crime reporter Henry Lee was on scene and joins us in the newsroom with the latest. Henry. Henry. Antioch police tell me this is being considered a suspicious death for now, but at this point they believe this man blew himself up with some kind of bomb. The neighborhood around Live Oak High School in Antioch cordoned off with yellow police tape after a body was found right off campus. The call came in at about 7.30 Monday morning, about an hour before classes began at the Continuation High School. When officers arrived in the area, a white male adult in his mid-50s appeared to have suffered from severe trauma and was unresponsive. 
Officer Daryl Saffold of the Antioch Police says the man was pronounced dead at the scene near West 17th and F Streets, but there were wires near his body, and police did not want to take any chances. The Walnut Creek Police Bomb Squad came to the scene. Investigators soon confirmed this was no homicide. It appears that the victim's injuries were self-inflicted and possibly the result of some sort of improvised explosive device. Whether it was intentional or accidental, we don't know. No note was found. Police said the man does not appear to have any connection to the campus. Law enforcement from across the region converged on scene, including the Department of Homeland Security, the FBI, and ATF. The Coast Guard and BART police brought in canine units to help sweep the neighborhood and area schools looking for other devices or anything suspicious. There are no indications that there are any other improvised explosive devices at the schools or adjacent neighborhoods, but we just want to make sure. Residents in a six-block radius were told to shelter in place. Classes at Live Oak High were canceled for the day, and other campuses nearby were placed on lockdown for hours. Antioch police tell me no one called in about hearing any explosions. They're working to determine the circumstances leading up to the man's death. Live in the newsroom, Henry Lee, KTVU, Fox 2 News. Many questions ahead in this strange story. Henry, thank you. This is going to be one of those stories where there's a lot more to the story and we're never going to hear about it again. Right. Or, uh, yeah, neither, neither will the reporters. <laughs> um, the mysteries will never cease on down ballot. Uh, did you, ever, uh, did you ever have a shelter in place when you were in school, Chris Dave? Only for earthquakes, as far as I know. Hmm. Right. Did you ever do a, speaking of which, did you ever do a, one of those uh, drills, fire drills? Not the fire drill, but the, the, the nuclear holocaust drill, the duck and cover or whatever? Yeah, yeah, we did those all the time, but that's it wasn't about the nuclear holocaust. Like, literally, if the earthquake happened and the ceiling was falling under, your desk was as good a place to be as any. Yeah, in California, that's that's you know they actually have a, a higher purpose, obviously, with the earthquakes. Um, but yeah, they teach the same kind of thing, or they taught the same kind of maneuver <laughs> for for the nuclear war for World War Three uh, to kids back in the day, like my my parents or your your parents probably. Now, radiation um, can get a lot of places, but not under your desk. No, exactly. The desk will protect you. That's why desks are so important, right? There's a whole foundation devoted to getting desks for kids. So. Um, Desks are very important. They'll protect you from radiation and starvation and other things, maybe. Um, all right, we'll move in right along. Uh, we're still still here in winners and losers. We got one more loser and or losers and the folks that unfortunately uh, you know played around in the wrong hot air balloon. A hot air balloon ride over wine country turns into a terrifying situation mid-flight when the burners literally fell off the gondola. Tonight, the balloon pilot and passenger are being credited with working together to land without any injuries. NBC Bay Area Sergio Quintana takes us to Sonoma and shows us the video documenting that wild ride. Hot air balloons use a device called a burner to stay airborne and slow the return to the ground. But in a video shared with us by a passenger, you can see the burner on this balloon has disattached from the gondola. Someone is now trying to hold it up as the pilot works to control the descent. I've never, ever seen a case where a burner came off of a frame. I mean, that's a very, very rare situation. Pilot Jeff Whoa. Beer says he recruited one of his passengers to help hold up the 50-pound burner. <laughs> volunteer firefighter. A real hero. He helped hold up the uh, burner so I could add heat, and uh, we were able to uh, hover. Their teamwork meant the balloon descended slowly and safely landed without any injuries in a Sonoma vineyard. Eliav Cohen with the American Ballooning Safety and Training Association says passengers on balloons are briefed about what to do in a hard landing, but he credits the pilot for turning to a passenger to help keep the balloon inflated till they touch down. And if you think about like an airplane, if you're sitting in the safety row, like you're supposed to help. Well, you don't really talk around that balloons because this would never occur. Pilot Jeff Spear says he's already notified FAA officials and the manufacturer of the gondola and burner rack to figure out what went wrong. All 13 people aboard walked away without any injuries. According to the Federal Aviation Administration, hot air ballooning is one of the safest modes of air travel, but that's also because pilots <laughs> usually only travel in good weather conditions. But sometimes last minute changes in the weather can catch pilots by surprise. 
That includes Sonoma pilot Jeff Spear. Back in 2019, he had a hard landing in a marsh near Vallejo when winds shifted. No one was injured there, but a California Highway Patrol helicopter had to airlift all 11 people aboard to safety. In this incident, Spear is being credited with thinking quick under pressure. You know, we train for all this kind of stuff, and it's incredibly rare, but it happens. Said Hugh Quintana, NBC Bay Area News. Well, I guess there are some winners in this, in this story after all. Um, although I was going to make a crack a joke about just, you know, you have the resources to go hot air ballooning. You got, you got I, different kinds of problems. <clears throat> I just feel like, I don't know. How the fuck does that shit just fall off? Yeah. That's the loser I'm worried about there. Like who, you know, who did not do their inspection? Right. Properly? Because I mean, I could see it coming off like during a landing, right? Because there's like yeah. shit's rattling around. But if you're just like kind of in the right. air, it's that's just wear and tear, right? And it's just sort of like over time, maybe like a screw comes loose, you know. And no, if you don't check it, right, just like anything else, um, your heater at your house, right, it's it it falls apart. Um, so that's why you have to have things checked out and inspected, even if it doesn't seem like anything's wrong. That's why they check your plane every time. Like every an airplane gets once over every time it lands before it takes off again right they're they're checking everything out so yeah i would hope they would do the same thing with hot air balloons but someone someone might have forgotten their job or just skipped a couple pages of of or, the manual that day or maybe it's maybe it's just maybe like what like they said in the thing maybe it's just one of them fucking freak accident things that like they've never never had that shit happen before and it's like you know what i'm saying like yeah for sure i mean i, I definitely would not want to be i have to be the guy that holds the burners or whatever <laughs> <laughs> especially with my beard you know that would be a little dangerous um but uh okay good on that passenger for for getting in there and you know helping them get helping them land so yeah there are some winners i suppose um even if the the balloon itself was a loser the balloon itself so, does um, seem to have does seem to have lost the battle here <laughs> but like like we said occasionally there are some winners um even if it's not with the people we, we would want to win um so uh, rolling right along, uh, our, our favorite segment or one of our favorite segments, our ape, our sec segment favorite B, uh, is getting your shit together. And this week, um, Gavin Newsom has survived a recall for, uh, even after his visit to the French laundry. And now he's just, he's going for broke. He's going for it. He's like, fuck y'all. I don't care. Come at me. This might be one of Magic Johnson's most controversial Instagram posts. On Sunday, Johnson watched the Rams beat the 49ers from a suite at SoFi Stadium, where he posed for photos with Governor Gavin Newsom, San Francisco Mayor London Breed, and L.A. Mayor Eric Garcetti, California Republicans and parents against the state's student masking requirement pounced on the post, pointing out that no one was wearing a mask indoors. I was very judicious yesterday, uh, very judicious, and you'll see the photo that I did take um, where Magic was kind enough, generous enough to ask me for a photograph, and in my left hand's the mask, and I took a photo. The uh, rest of the time I wore it, uh, as we all should. According to the stadium's website, football fans must show their proof of vaccination or a recent negative COVID test. Once they're inside, they have to keep their masks on, unless actively eating or drinking, per L.A. County's health order. I was trying to be gracious, and I made a mistake. You know, I mean, I was trying to be gracious and took the mask off for a brief second. But this photo taken from the Rams fan cam shows a mask hanging off Newsom's <laughs> ear while he's in a seat watching the game. It's worth noting everyone else sitting alongside him. <laughs> yeah, nobody does this too. in the football stadium. Fagan isn't against adults having fun, but the San Francisco mother of three says it's time to give California kids the choice to take their masks off in school. But for them and there it is. That, and then act like it doesn't matter the kids have to wear masks all day and they've had to wear masks eight hours a day for months and months is just she's all follow me on ig <laughs> fagan worries that masks are getting in the way of children's speech and language development it's gaslighting to say that kids not seeing faces kids not seeing mouths kids not being able to make out the phonics that their teachers um, are pronouncing for them when they're trying to learn to read, that that is not having an impact. Citing the state's recent decline in COVID cases, Governor Newsom says he's planning to release his endemic plan in a couple of weeks. We need to maintain that vigilance. I did so with 
that exception. No word yet if that will include lifting the state's school mask mandate. Please let them lift it before the Super Bowl is all I would say. In the East Bay, Melissa Colorado, NBC, Bay Area News. Before the Super Bowl, what does that have to do with anything? What are the kids like? Especially your kids, yeah. yeah right? like, what is she talking about? <laughs> That, uh, I, I swear we saw that lady before. Wasn't she one of the people trying to recall the fucking school board? More than likely. Um, probably one of the parents there, too. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's very quick turn, right? From, you know, um, uh, Gavin Newsom not wearing a mask. You should wear masks indoors. You should follow the rules. Um, this is, you know, but this is, we're still spin it. And this is more about our kids. If you're allowed to not wear a mask, then our kids shouldn't have to wear a mask at school, Gavin Newsom. Um so it's it's just more more spin. I now I was wondering where this the story. It was a story, obviously. It made some it made some headlines. Just the the maskless incident. Um, but I was wondering where it was going in terms of the local news, and that was the local angle. I think you're right. They're tying it, trying to tie it to the school board elections, and uh, in a way, um, yeah, there's a phrase called nationalizing a race, right? When you have a local race, and you know your local elections generally are about like real basic shit like or your uh, school boards your city councils they're about land use and budgets and you know boring shit parks and paving and public safety right they're not about these big issues or that you know you hear about at the national level so when there isn't an, an issue like that that you can tie back to a local race nationalize it right um it can draw more attention theoretically to the race than you would get normally because people just don't pay attention to local elections right um, so this is obviously a way to take a bit bigger issue, a broader issue that's getting national attention and draw attention to um, the election that's coming up in two weeks time here in San Francisco. So they're trying to get Tucker Carlson up in this business. Probably if he's not already. So we're going to uh, do a little of what we do best around here. We're going to chase around a couple live feeds, try to figure out what's going on with the Shasta results. This from 14 cool. minutes ago from Donnie Chamberlain's page. Donnie Chamberlain is a journalist. Up in Shasta County, there's a, uh, for people who don't know, there was a recall. We covered it last week. No, we covered it. Did we cover it last week? Fuck, I forget. We, uh, well, we were up in Shasta a couple weeks ago, um, and we did a, we did a full on set from up there. Um, and I've got the results page up, but they haven't posted it yet. We're about two minutes over. So this, this is from Donnie Chamberlain's Facebook page. I believe this is the county, uh, like county clerk or the county uh, election registrar or whatever. And I'm just going to make a brief statement about the uh, recall election that's going on up there. Is she in a prison? I don't know. No, no. That's she's just from she's just from <laughs> Reading, dude. Hey, Kathy, we're here in front of your office, and I know it's late, and I know oh, it is cold, a prison, so <laughs> Thank you. we won't go too long, but you just want to give us a, sort of an overview of how the day has gone so far? Sure. Um, been fairly slow at precincts, um, steady traffic, but not a lot of voters. Um, some precincts have told us they've had about 30 voters um, vote in person, but then many more have dropped off ballots, so we won't know those numbers uh, until later. Um, we're going to, in about 40 minutes maybe, um, have results, uh, first set of results up on our website. And that will be all the, as many as we can get into the first count of the vote-by-mail ballots that were turned in ahead of time. Um, that's what we'll be publishing first. And then as the 12 precincts come in, we will add to that count. And then um, when we've got all 12 precincts tabulated, we're done for the night. Uh, and then we will go... Um, on Thursday, we will do a press release that says how many ballots are left to count. Um, and, you know, obviously everything depends on the spread. Right. And then how many ballots are left to add in to, right. to really do a final calculation. Okay, thank you. And uh, so people wanting to know the results, best to wait until after Thursday or later, depending on the spread, right? Yeah, I mean, obviously... <laughs> I'm sure people will look tonight and yeah, we encourage we them to, right? We will. Um, but it, it, it's conceivable that it could be some time before we have a final okay. result. Um, we do have 30 days to complete the canvas process, which includes counting and adding all those all uh, right. ballots left in. Hey, I'm going to let you count. get inside where it's warm. Thank you so much Thanks. and thank you for all your hard work. Thank you so much. Okay, bye bye. That was a, what time was that posted? 17 Sorry. minutes ago so it looks like right around the time we usually finish the show they may have their first count for the results i'm also, uh, gonna, okay. I'm also, gonna, I'm also gonna keep donnie chamberlain's um donnie chamberlain's uh, page open here and uh, media wench is letting us know that the a news cafe that she works for is up for a pulitzer or, or uh, like around all this fucking shit that's been going on up in up in shasta county that's pretty fucking wow. cool donnie chamberlain uh, the, the the 
<clears throat> no, the 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 paper. I don't know. I didn't get. I, I was just reading it out of the corner of the out of my eye in the chat. But the paper. Somebody at the paper yeah. or the paper itself is up for a Pulitzer behind all this coverage they've been doing of a uh, what's going on up in Shasta County. So that's actually a big deal for an independent small like independent organizations get this this, but not. A lot of, yes. not a lot of small town independent places end up with a fucking Pulitzer. You know what I'm saying? Not generally speaking, no. Um, so good on them. Uh, but <laughs> there's definitely been a lot to cover, um, and they've done it admirably well. And we've had plenty of uh, of content for this show and for other shows um, on this network. So thank you so very much. We we love it. So thank the you. only problem with that is that we're not up for a Pulitzer. <laughs> You know, we're getting our YouTube channel like uh, taken down because we cover stuff that's, you know, spread. We, because we expose people who traffic in misinformation. Therefore, we traffic in misinformation and our channel gets taken down. That makes so much sense. Especially after the thing we watched late last night where it was just people screaming about ivermectin right there on YouTube. It was like, all right, dude, whatever. Right. Fuck you. It's. It's obviously, you know, just the, the bot machine, right? The algorithm machine. Yeah, yeah. No one's actually sitting there watching the show and, and and being a discerning audience member and saying, oh, these guys are obviously fucking making fun out of these people and trying to belittle them and to, you know, uh, re-inform people or better inform people. Oh, okay. We'll let them go. Um, we need to go after the people that look at the, the ones that they're exposing. Oh, we, I, we haven't seen that person before. Who's this Dan Bedondi? <laughs> we need to look We need to look into this guy. <laughs> So hopefully you would hope that would be the, the case, but that's obviously not the case. They're just looking for certain words and algorithms and copyright infringements and trying to take you down. Yeah, for sure. So uh, we're going to move on to the rest of recall and um, down ballot watch <clears throat> because wouldn't you know it? There's a recall going on in San Francisco too. They keep coming for Chesa Boudin. They keep coming yeah. for Chesa Boudin. Chesa Boudin is a progressive uh, prosecutor um, who won his election and uh, the police and the mayor, everybody ain't happy with him. And if the police and the mayor don't like the prosecutor's office, I'm inclined to like, I'm inclined to like the prosecutor's office because that usually <laughs> means the prosecutor's office might be inclined to prosecute the fucking police. The enemy of my enemy is my frenemy. So let's see what's um, going on with, let's see what the latest um, accusation. Yeah, the latest accusation against Chester Boudin in his office is. New accusations tonight against the San Francisco DA's office. Prosecutors being accused of withholding evidence in hopes of convicting a San Francisco police officer of excessive force. Now, our investigative unit has learned that a member of the DA's office testified today that she was ordered by her own co-workers, attorneys inside the DA's office, to actually withhold evidence and said she believed she would have been fired had she refused. This all is in connection with an SFPD police officer accused of unnecessarily beating a man with his baton more than two years ago. Today, a DA's office investigator told a judge she never disclosed the fact that she interviewed a witness who said just before the officer pulled out his baton, the man in question was seen beating his girlfriend. The officer argued that his use of force was justified and filed a motion to dismiss the charges based on that alleged misconduct of the DA's office. The judge has yet to rule on whether to throw out this case. Now, District Attorney Chesa Boudin in his office did not respond to our request for any comment. Yeah, it's called an open investigation. They're being smart, not responding to you. So I don't know. I don't know like what, what phase this was or whatever, but it, they could have, you know, it could have been that any number of things could have been going on. One, the victim could have been away from the perpetrator and therefore the cop whooping the guy's ass was just the cop whooping the guy's ass, whereas he needed to go to court, right? Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. We'll notice that they didn't, uh, the cop didn't dispute the use of force itself, right? Like he, it, but the cop, sorry, I don't know if it was he, he or she, but the cop admitted to using the force, right? Um, it, it, they were just arguing that it wasn't excessive force because of the circumstances. Um, but they did admit to doing whatever they did in terms of beating on the guy. So, well, it's strangely enough. I mean, it's domestic violence is, is bad. It's got worse under yes. COVID. Um, but strangely yes. enough, the, um, the punishment for that isn't summar summarily and without trial having a cop beat you with a fucking baton. Correct. I mean, sometimes on the TV shows, you know, it's appropriate for dramatic purposes, right? Um, but, <laughs> but in the real life, that should not happen, obviously. Um, but we all know it, it does. But uh, I, don't, I don't know if it's always so uh, 
gregarious as <laughs> um or actually i don't know if it's if it's really ever as gregarious as oh you're you know that guy beating on his wife and i i gave him a taste of his own medicine um i don't know that it that that's really the majority of these situations usually it's just someone some cop going completely out of line and using their power to beat on someone who didn't deserve it yeah that's some tv cop show shit that's not yes i don't think yes. that's and um magnum pi or whatever i mean maybe they didn't find the witness credible maybe it's irrelevant hmm. like what what the like it was the guy charged with domestic abuse like if he was charged with domestic abuse well yeah we are that's already on the you know what i'm saying that's already a fact in or like that's already part of the thing if the guy was being charged with domestic abuse it's like i don't know yeah i mean and was it live happening at this like was it was he i guess they're saying he was the domestic abuse was happening right in front of the cop and he got in the cop got in the middle and tried to separate and and then ended up beating on the guy because of that right um or was it was it just sort of the guy was violent and had a history of violence and the call was about violence and so violence begets violence and we're allowed to use violence yeah i don't know de-escalating this is as opposed to de-escalating the situation and trying to use you know non-violence but you know <laughs> can't beggars can't be choosers we'll see what happens yeah um, i i think that a lot in a lot of ways i think that just a lot of people are going to throw everything they can to, at this to try to get this guy try to get this guy taken out but i don't know if oh this, yeah if this was a, a somebody at the district attorney's office it was obviously somebody that you know they they trust and they see fit to have work at the district attorney's office. So I don't think the person's not credible, you know? Well, I've, I've, we've you know talked before about this recall and there are, you know, former um, employee, former district attorneys and assistant DAs who have left the office, right. Who are, yeah, yeah. who are, um, who are pushing the recall and, you know, within, you know, um, it, it's an institution that has an elected official in, at the head of it, right? So you've got the, uh, just like any administration in you know, D.C. or Sacramento or anywhere else, you know, in an executive situation, you've got the, the body of uh, the, you know, the, the, uh, the employees, right? The, people, the, the career employees who do these things, the career prosecutors who work in the DA's office because it's just what they love to do and they don't you know, necessarily care who the DA is. Um, but uh, under certain circumstances and if 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 their apple cart is disturbed right if their status quo is disrupted um you know they can certainly lash out and i think that's what you're seeing here like chesse couldn't come in and just replace everybody right replace all the just to clean house and just get all these people he wanted in there he has to respect the institution to some extent right um you can't just fire all these people so um he has to deal with what he's got and unfortunately you know the things he's doing are causing enough um chagrin amongst some of the enough of the employees that you're seeing stuff like this you're seeing this sort of whistleblowing um and who, you know i don't want to say it's not true i also don't want to say that you know we shouldn't be skeptical of it either right uh, of the accusations because we, we kind of can see what read the writing on the wall san um, francisco politics twitter is up in arms over this from what i was seeing um i'm sure i'm sure well and, and remember we covered the you know the 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 couple incidents that I think last week or the couple of press conferences, right. About rising crime and, and the DA is not doing enough to, you know, resolve API hate crimes, um, you know, come, you know, and just coming up around the same time, it's just, it's, it, it does raise the ankle, the, the, whatever the hairs on my neck and the skepticism in my, uh, my gut, um, you know, that this all seems very coordinated to try to take this guy down. Um, so, but we'll, yeah. we'll see. Hope, the recalls in June, so we'll be covering more of that as we get closer to that uh, that date. It just seems like there's always a fucking recall now. We we should change the we should just cross out down ballot on our logo and call it recall. It seems like we're gonna have to deal with it for a while. Recall with Dave and Pete. <laughs> and and uh, and so you know, I mean, as as you as you're aware, and as we'll cover in uh, ballot box bingo later this spring, you know, the the June election is going to see a, an election in Santa Clara County between. Uh, Jeff Rosen, the incumbent, um, you know, more status quo, palatable, moderate Democrat, you know, DA, um, running against uh, or being challenged by Sajid Khan, uh, a young progressive uh, public defender um, who's coming at this from almost an identical um, space as Chesa uh, did in San Francisco and is polling very well, raised a good chunk of money and is going to put up a formidable race um, to, to Rosen. 
um, that could be decided in June or in a November runoff. Um, so we're we might see the same. It could we could see the same scenario develop here. And I think you can imagine, Producer Dave. I mean, in our lovely little pastoral neck of the woods in Santa Clara County, the kind of response uh, a, a Chesa Boudin would get as DA here from like the Almaden Biddy, you know, housewives who uh, complain about the the wild boars tearing up their front yard. Oh God, the fucking Willow Glen people. It's going to be the Glen fucking people. Willow and the people in the Rose Garden. Yes, yes, our friends and neighbors. We love them so. Um, between you and betwixt you and me, producer Dave is the Rose Garden. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know, I know, I know. It's a nice, it's a nice area. I just wish the people there were, you know, nice. Yeah, right. It's beautiful. Um, and I'm sure well, there's a lot of great people that live there. I don't mean to besmirch the whole community like that. Actually, fuck that. I mean to besmirch the whole community. <laughs> Gay Dave besmirching your community on recall. Speaking of getting besmirched, um, the, the odd story, uh, the Rose Garden neighborhood, a big big chunk of it, almost all of it, got carved into the same assembly district during the last redistricting as the east side. Um, so so <laughs> the folks in East San Jose and the folks in the Rose Garden now have the same assembly member to, com to complain to. Um, He's a good guy, so hopefully he'll be able to represent them all. But I thought that was pretty funny. That sounds like an just interesting job. But uh, in, yeah. the, in that case, maybe the people in the Rose Garden get to shut the fuck up because there's just not going to be as many of them as people from the east side. And if he's going to properly represent his district, he's going to have to take, you know, a little more seriously the concerns of the larger community, the community with more population. For sure. You would think so. And they also have more need, too, by the way, um, no matter how loud the Rose Garden is and how much money is, is, is sitting beneath the houses. Um, there's definitely more need in the east side. So, um, all right. Well, uh, we'll keep our eye obviously on that election coming up in. It's coming up in the regular election in June. So at least not, I don't think they're spending any inordinate amount of extra money that they wouldn't have to um, anyway with that recall. So at least there's that. Um, the school board election obviously is in two weeks. So we'll 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 get back to that at ASAP. Are they still um, recalling the soups? <laughs> In, oh, in Santa Clara County, yeah. not quite. They, they have. There's still a what? There's a website. Um, I think they. I, I forget. I don't know if they have any new videos. We'll get those. We'll, we'll we'll take a look. But there's there's <laughs> been no active circulation of petitions as far as I know. And um, as of now, the only supervisor who is um, uh, the only incumbent supervisor right now is not facing a challenger who's who's up for election this year. Um, and then uh, there's an open seat, but it hasn't really attracted any you know, any uh, fringe candidates at this point, it's all pretty much the standard fare. So we'll, we'll talk a little bit more about that as we get closer to, to June. And we actually March when we see what, who's on the ballot, who's, who's filed. Um, just today was a uh, Christmas in Santa Clara County because it's when we're actually all over the place in California. Uh, that's when the first uh, FPPC reports or the last uh, uh, from the last part of last year get released. So we find out how much money everyone raised. So, so real quick, before we, I don't know if, I probably didn't say anything about it on air. I may have mentioned it to you. I emailed them about like going to their event, the 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 recall event. And I was just like, mm -hmm. hey, you know, what are the guidelines for press? Like, what do you, what do you expect of the press? And they the basically media. replied with, we don't take kindly to no press. <laughs> <laughs> we got a little pan in the back. You can come and stand in the pan and get pelted with tomatoes and onions. That cool? So I just didn't go, but then like, yeah, probably safer that way. I saw the like the guidelines said like no photography and shit. So what they mm -hmm. and I think what they wanted, I think the reason they wanted no photography is they didn't want everybody to see the empty ass room. That's the, probably a lot of it. Yeah. The best yeah. thing about it was they were like showing people where to park, and they completely ignored the fact that right like a, a two minute walk from where it was was a light rail station. They're showing people all these places to park, and it's like, yo, what the fuck? Like, even if you don't think anybody's going to take the train, you could point it out. Right. Well, they obviously don't want photography too, because of all the, they're seeing all these folks getting prosecuted in the one in the the January sixth prosecutions, right? And just from getting photographed, like one photograph here, one video snippet here, you know, you get facial wreck going, and you know, you're going to jail. So, um, I think they're all just trying to be really safe and protect their identities as, um, as well. Um. So good, good on them for being smarts. Yeah, the um, last thing I saw from them was some shit about nanothermite and the vaccine. <laughs> and I was like, well, these people have, like, like, I don't know if they lost the thread because you would have had to have had the thread. But it right. was clearly like, it was clearly like a, just your garden variety anti-vaccine conspiracy group that was doing this. 
Yeah, I think they figured out that it, it actually takes a lot of money and butt and um, butt sweat and tears <laughs> to to make it work to make a recall happen, and you have to go out and get signatures and you know actually get signatures from registered voters who actually live in the county, um, and don't, you know don't get Daffy Duck signing your your petition. Um, so yeah, you actually have to do work to to make things happen, or you could wait until you know I don't know a regularly scheduled election, and then vote the motherfuckers out but as of now like i said the only incumbent who's running for re-election this year is not facing a challenger at this point so whatever <laughs> bring it bros all right so here's our last story in down ballot recall watch uh this is <clears throat> there's a gun rights group suing san jose over the liability law requiring firearms insurance we just covered this uh last week we weren't live last week but if you checked out the podcast uh you heard Correct. us talking about this just a couple days ago yeah, so this is the, uh, as we said, uh, the city's probably getting sued. What do you know? Gun control ordinance prompted a swift response from gun rights advocates. The legislation will require gun owners to carry insurance and pay a fee. City officials hope having the insurance coverage will encourage gun owners to install trigger locks and gun safes. The policy also covers losses or damages resulting from gun violence. We can't wait for Congress. Cities are stepping up throughout the country. States are increasingly stepping up as well. Uh, we want to encourage folks to deploy approaches that will reduce gun harm in their own communities. We're going to learn from each other. We're going to take the best ideas and hopefully scale them. Within minutes of the city council's vote last night, a federal lawsuit was filed to challenge the ordinance. The lawsuit was filed by the National Association for Gun Rights and a San Jose resident who says the ordinance is unconstitutional and violates state and city laws. Did it immediately because we wanted to make it very clear that there were ramifications to passing got a gun pin on his America's lapel. most insane gun control. And where else is going to happen but California? Mayor Lombardo says the lawsuit will not alter the city's timeline for enacting the new law. The ordinance is set for a second reading and vote on February 8th. If it's approved, the measure will become law six months after that. It's going to well, be tied okay, up in the courts forever. Yeah, no, absolutely. Years at least. So, um, but, it, it, but it made the mayor a nice big splashy media hit um, and gave everyone on the council a chance to talk about how bad, you know, bad guns are and how, you know, how we need to do more to protect our community and yada, 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 and still people are going to keep dying. Um, but, you know, <laughs> his, what it is, uh, when you can run around and have a press conference with a freaking automatic rifle on your lapel, right? Um, and, and no one really bats an eye and they, they give you a, an audience, they give you a platform. That's kind of where we're at. All right, so we got some early results. This is uh, from Donnie oh. Chamberlain. This is uh, oh, very nice Thank for the you, recall Donnie. out of Shasta. It's look. It looks like it's exactly like I said it was going to be close. I I just oh my felt god, it, my it is bones. way too close. Look at this. I'm, I'm I just refreshed. Holy shit! Yeah, that's that's way too close. Where are these are we? Do we have the same numbers here? Basically, is she just copying from wherever? You're yeah, no, I'm, I'm, no. She absolutely copy and pasted them from the side I'm looking at. So um, so right now, yeah, yes. Yes, is at 49.07%. That is less than one point away from, from winning. But um, 5,500 votes counted. So that's, um, looks like 25.7% of the electorate. Um, so that's a pretty good chunk, frankly. Right, because um, only we'll half the people vote. Yeah, well, I mean, yes and no, depend, and especially in a special election. But this particular one... You know, you're right to think it's going to be closed because, you know, in a, in a special election like this, it's usually the frothy side that's going to come out and vote, right? And the frothy folks are on the, yes, on recall side. Um, so uh, we're also seeing, uh, and that's in the, actually a good indication of the frothiness too is that, you know, only that 2,800 people, uh, I'm sorry, or only 2,700 people have voted yes, but 3,600 people voted for a successor. So even the folks who voted no some of them were thinking well might go, might go the other way so right now dale ball seems to be winning the the election to succeed if if the recall succeeds the the thing that sucks here is i think the person that and in case anybody doesn't know what we're talking about here especially on the podcast we're checking out results from the uh, shasta county board of supervisors recall election 
um, uh, the recall of Leonard Modi. The people are mad about masks, which the board and the county never enforced any rules on. The people are mostly just mad that they didn't write a strongly worded letter to Gavin Newsom to draw attention to themselves. <laughs> so, and they didn't stand up for us. Like, like, like they would, the, the, the board decided like not to like, let's not draw attention to ourselves. Let's do our thing and quietly do our thing. The thing that sucks here is the, this Tarek Mahmood, uh, he, uh, media wench actually interviewed him and, uh, he was the least frightening of this line two <laughs> candidates, I think. But he's, he's, he's currently running last. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He was, I think the least frightening of the line two candidates and he's not doing so well. No, not really. Um, well, <laughs> uh, yeah. So, but like we heard earlier, you know, Modi's just a really bad guy. He's a really bad person. That well, at least that one guy says so. Um, that they interviewed, um, really bad person. He's in with the special interests. So, um, well, it looks like that might be the f- the first batch. We'll see. I don't know if we're going to get more any time soon. But for now, a very very tight race. That is little more than a hundred votes separating yes and no. So no is winning by about 103 votes right now. Yeah. If anybody wants to check out the uh, replay of uh, media wench last night, she played some of the ads and Tariq's, Tariq's ads were pretty good. Nice. They were, they were kind of funny and he sounded like the micro machine man in some of them, but were they TV ads or radio ads or, um, I think they were just mostly internet ads. I don't know if any of them were on TV cause we, you know, she just grabbed them from the internet and I'm not saying that oh, I think cool. Tarek is a, a, good dude he has a three percenters tattoo and shit like it's not he's just the least frightening of the bunch most palatable least frightening least yeah. racist i think possibly least <laughs> i am the least racist person you will ever meet on twitter um didn't you used to say that you're the least racist person that some that people will block on twitter the, something the like racist. that it's in my i think it's i think it's pinned to my twitter bio you can all go out there and check at the underscore councilman give me a follow I'm, yeah, i'd love to have you it says i'm, I'm the least I'm, racist person you will ever block or something like that yeah something like that yeah i will i'm the least racist person you will ever block on twitter um <laughs> and they may that may be true i'm i own i'm only blocked by the best uh speaker mcconnell and uh, I think Kevin McCarthy blocked me. Um, and uh, de- uh, definitely Jordan Peterson hasn't blocked me yet, but I don't think he really like, realizes what a pain in the ass I am. Oh, man, so. I'm blocked by the entire intellectual dark web, except for Brett Weinstein. <laughs> I've been there's been a, a recent strand of, of uh, Latinos for Trump following me. I don't know what the hell that's about, but uh, probably Astro thank Turf. you very much. Well, yeah, I'd love to have you. Thank you so much for being here. Astro um, turned right. You've, inc- you've increased my followers by 15%. So thank you. Oh, God. All right. So we're going to go with and another thing. Um, and after the break, uh, maybe we'll try to we'll try to hunt down some more uh, Shasta County news or whatever, because it looks like we got about a half an hour before local love. So what's going on with our uh, last one here with and another thing? Um, well, uh, we like to focus on a nice, you know, warm human interest story. Um, and uh typically with the last the last segment here and uh this is right in line with that um so uh we're we're venturing up to milpitas the land of rich tran our our friend uh the 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 uh, i don't know what you'd call him the obsequious mayor um and uh we're going to take a look at one of his colleagues a councilwoman who's been just taking matters into her own hands and and getting out in the community and doing good and we think that it would be I, i think it would be a good idea for rich to to learn a thing or two here. Taking matters into her own hands, a Milpitas councilwoman says that more needs to be done to address the COVID needs in her community. So she's using her own money to bring masks and at-home test kits directly to the neighborhoods that need it the most. Our Damien Trujillo followed her today in a story you'll see only on NBC Bay Area. She loads up her cart and walks the streets of Milpitas, flanked by a community volunteer. Today, it's near Selwyn Park. Hi, have you guys registered to get your COVID-free testing home kits from the federal government? No, do you mind doing it right now so that way you guys could get it? On the spot, Councilwoman Karina Dominguez registers community members for those free federal home test kits. She also hands out a bag with masks, sanitizer, and if they need one, a home antigen test. That's Spanish. Says a county and city aid isn't reaching certain pockets of her city, communities that need the help the most. And we're not going to leave anyone behind. And as a council member, it is my job to walk next to and with 
every single person to make sure that they stay safe. This woman says she appreciates the antigen tests because of how difficult it is to make an appointment. Eva Gomez says her family won't have to spend money now to buy masks or tests. The county says it works tirelessly to help the most disproportionately affected areas and appreciates any community help it can get. Dominguez has been raising funds for the items in her cart up to $15,000. She's out several times a week, sometimes using vacation time or personal time from her full-time job. And she's even using the councilwoman stipend from the city of Milpitas to buy more PPE. Community volunteer Ana Naranjo says she's in awe of her councilwoman, insisting that Milpitas needs more people like her. This is my family, and I want to make sure that my family stays safe. In Milpitas, Damian Trujillo, Perfect, you're all set. NBC Bay Area News. Well, it is. So I'm usually cynical about this, but I'm getting the, I'm getting the, I don't think they don't get like any impression that she's like politically ambitious or anything. It's not like council person in Milpitas is a big jumping off point to like something right. else, you know? She, I mean, I, not to lie. I mean, I know, I know Karina and she's, de she's definitely ambitious if, if that's, you know, I mean, it, uh, a woman being ambitious usually is a dude, by the way, in, in politics being just normal. Right. Um, but yeah, no, she certainly has ambitions and would like to, you know, get to hire or, or, or other office someday. Huh. Um, but this is, but this also at the same time, this is very genuine to who she is. Like, right. Is, like that's, I, maybe I said that wrong. It does. <clears throat> it's not like she's going to be the president and it she right. just seemed right. like she right. seemed like she was doing this. Like she was spending her own, she was spending the money that she was getting from the, from her, like the stipend for being on the city council. Yeah to do this and she's got a kid too like she's got you know she's got bills she's a single mom so um good on her uh for for getting on doing that um and uh i i love her like her helper lady like just the one with uh, help him fold the cart and, and distribute this stuff like her uh her poncho uh what's it uh in don quixote crap the yeah, she had a Tia with her she had a Tia with her yeah yeah she had the Tia with her exactly um so so good on her um and and yeah, good on uh, Councilwoman Dominguez, and maybe she can get Rich trying to come out and distribute some PPE with her instead of wearing maybe a top get rich, hat. Maybe she can get Rich trying to quit. Yeah, I, well, he, apparently he's not running for mayor again this year. He's 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 stuck. He's stepping aside. I don't know if that means he's running for city council or just you know going back to the, that that way. But uh, there will be a new mayor in Milpitas next year, so we'll see who we'll see who that is. Well, maybe Karina will decide to run. I don't know. I, I don't believe I don't believe she's made a decision yet. I hope she does. So. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. We shall see. She's she's one of the better ones up there. It's it, Milpitas has it's slim pickings. Let me tell you. <laughs> so uh, anyway, well, thank you all for joining us once again for Down Ballot, um, and please stay tuned uh, for Local Love, where uh, producer Dave and a cadre of our uh, our friends are going to get into the, the local music scene, play you some tunes uh, that you probably have never heard or you will never hear unless you're listening to this network. I literally um, have so tunes that you can only hear on this network. Yeah, I think that's the majority of our of the tunes that we play. So, um, including the the uh, our our lead in as well as our our typical uh, uh lead out or outro song. Um, so yeah, once again, uh, join us every Tuesday night right here live seven thirty p.m. uh for the local shows and uh make sure you download us on all of the podcatchers and share us with your friends and tell them all to join and uh yeah and maybe if you listen in next week I'll continue to dox myself. I see Chip Deville up in the chat. Chip's my uh, co-host for Local Love. We're running a little early on time this evening, so we may get Local Love started just a touch early. Um, we'll definitely play some of that unreleased Ruffy's album that no one has but us and the members of the band. Uh, nice. You can make sure you're following Down Ballot on your podcatcher of choice and make sure you're following us on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Echoplex Media. And we'll see everybody next week, or we'll just be right back for people that are watching live, or right back is a relative thing. I need to pour a drink and go to the bathroom and shit. Turn the lights red. Thanks for joining me tonight, Councilman. Peace out, everybody. Thanks for staying. <laughs> Thank you.
it's time to get the party started. Pick up my phone just to check and see who's calling. Dress up real nice for the ladies at the bar. And I'm driving in my car just to get to where they are. Here at the local scene is where I plant my feet. It's where I smoke my cigarette and I hold my drink. I look at all my friends, they're all blazing greens. Here at the front of the stage, waiting for FTV. Where are those guys who's standing next to me with a pipe in his hand, ready to blaze for me? About five minutes later, we're all singing. We get the fuck up on stage and like the scene. We do what we want. What we want is to jam, so sit back and enjoy the band. We do what we want. What we wanna do? And what we want is to jam, so sit back and enjoy the band. Enjoy that band. I turn and head back to the bar for a refill, man, because you know where we are. We're headed out to the car to smoke another one and another one. Now just when the magic starts kicking in, I hear we left playing, and you know it's time to head in. Alright everybody, now it's time to grab a new drink, spark it if you got it, and then pass it to me. Yeah. We do what we want, and what we want is to jam, so sit back and enjoy the band. We want what we want to do, and what we want is to jam. So sit back and enjoy the band. Enjoy that band. Last up on the field for the show tonight. It's down and dirty in five, so we're headed outside to spark up another joint. Now, who's got my lighter? A stoner E, of course. Shouldn't you be inside? I'm all up in this bitch, being who I gotta be. I'm fucked up like the US economy. The truth is, is that I don't think logically. Now inside motherfuckers is rockin' me And outside shit we smoke a lot of rockin' me Rockin' the rollie, all the sexy girl be jockin' me Ain't too drunk to fuck, but I'll probably do a sloppin' We do what we want, what we wanna do And what we want is to jam So sit back and enjoy the band We want us to jam, so sit back and enjoy the band. So sit